Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Check out Reverend Guitar's incredible range of artist signature models. With nearly as many artist line guitars as they do in their standard range, there is something for every type of player, and always with a wonderful twist. Check out the Bob Balch and Robin Fink signature models based on the Reverend Sensei standard model. These double-cut set-neck Karina body classics are set apart by some wonderful subtle differences. New for 2020 and unlike the standard Sensei, the Bolch features a gorgeously contoured body, Reverend's famous additional bass contour control, and Bolch's own signature set of railhammer humbucking pickups, perfect for all that fuzzalicious tone. The Fink, on the other hand, streamlines and modernizes the classic body shape with minimal contours, ebony board, flat black or white finishes, a pickguardless appearance, and only the volume and reverend bass contour controls. Both guitars offer different but wonderful reincarnations of the classic Reverend Sensei. Check them out along with the rest of Reverend's substantial range of guitars and basses at reverendguitars.com. Speak to a lot of Nashville session greats about their favourite overdrive pedal and plenty will point to one box, the ODR-1 from Nobels. Fast forward to 2020 and the original 1993 releases had a few tweaks to introduce the ODR-1BC. This legendary drive pedal now includes a built-in bass cut, allowing the player to tame some of that wild low end, while single coil users can still access the harmonically rich full range of the ODR-1. There really has never been a better time to own this absolute cult classic transparent overdrive pedal to deliver creamy natural overdrive. Everything from pushed clean amp tones to gain filled stacks. This legendary pedal is guaranteed to be a big part of your sound. Available from all good guitar shops or visit nobels.de for more info. And welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, and I'm joined this week by Jay Cross. Can I introduce you, please, to a lump of cheddar cheese? Mark Packham. You really are a madman. And Matthew Knight. Hello. Yes, that's right. 
I've been watching a lot of Toast of London this week. Joe, oh, it's so good. Oh, yes. It's Toast just, of London is an excellent. It's just you, excellent and show. the more I Mango. think about it, the more that annoys me. I, uh, I really. What's that man's name? Matt Berry. Matt Berry. I can't believe he played guitar on the Desert Sessions with uh, Josh Holm. That's incredible. He's what an incredible in Toast man. of London, isn't he? Yeah. Josh Holm is in one episode. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah, yeah really weirdly, he's in an episode of Toast of London. <laughs> so good. I need to watch that. Do you know what? I only watched, I've only watched maybe two episodes of Toast of London, just the first two, and it didn't quite grab me, but I feel like it's one of those shows that you need to just keep on with. Yeah, You've just gotta, put it yeah, on. Because I think loads of it's driven by Matt Berry, and he's just really weird. Yeah, Matt and Berry like loads is of stuff a- is... There was another program he did, not so... Uh, way Year before of the that. Rat or something? Way of no. the Rat? It, it was um, with the guy that was also in Mighty Boosh. And it's like a sketch show where they both play... Their main characters, they both play hangmen. Um, right. And it's just bizarre. Yeah, But I, he I, does all the music. That's, that's the thing. He's like yeah. a... Ri- he loves, like, playing guitar. And that's where he... Like, that famous music. sketch comes from with his big finger. His yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, where he's trying to teach everyone to play guitar. with one big yeah. finger. Get yeah. him on the podcast. Get Matt <laughs> I, Berry actually, on. I would love to get Matt Berry on the podcast. That would be uh, that would be absolutely fantastic. I, I mean, was... everything he does is brilliant. Even like uh, on um, on the It Crowd uh, to be, you know, it, to have to fill Chris Morris's shoes as the uh, replacement character for that is is big shoes to fill, and I think he did an excellent job there. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's very good. Very good. Apologies, listener, if you're not into sort of really niche. Uh, UK comedy. Um, I'm, for, I'm for not that into a really tangent. niche UK comedy. No. Can you apologise to me as well? Yes, I'm sorry, Jay. I, I am sorry. Fine. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yes. Anyway, yes, we're back again on another episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. And we've got uh, we've got lots to talk about. There are some news things, um, but also we've been checking out some uh, some new bits and bobs, some very exciting things. Both me and Matt have got some new gear to talk about. But before we do anything else, we need to introduce our new patrons. And then, of course, everyone, it's the giveaway announcements. We're announcing the big pink giveaway winner. Uh, today and depending also, on depending on who wins, this might be the last episode of Guitar Nerds because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if, if we have to ship this to like Australia, oh mate, yeah, um, there were a, a lot of entries from the Philippines when I was uh, pulling okay, all good. of the names across, which cool. will be, I imagine, equally expensive. So, uh, so we we'll see, you know, fingers crossed. Before you um, um, get fully into the podcast, Joe, and before you go into the Patreons, mm-hmm. the patrons, Patreons, um, it's seven years to the day tomorrow um that we uh, started podcasting first ever gack episode wow. i believe wow. went out or was recorded on the 5th of may and it's the 4th of may as we're recording this so seven yeah. whole years that is That's ridiculous that is absolutely ridiculous and to think the only reason i'm involved is because my girlfriend had just broken up with me and you felt sorry for me. Well, so it, was just, like, it was just fun. It was a real fun time in my life managing your booziness and <laughs> like recording quality of the podcast. It's quite a nice well, challenge every week. And now yeah. we have to do that with Joe. So yeah, Absolutely. So nothing changes. Well, except for he's in charge of both of those things. Oh, no, that's the problem. <laughs> Think about how... We can't even reach him with, it, with the poking stick. The poking stick's still just here at my house and it's yeah, not it's long just... enough to reach to his house. I'm so glad snacks. that we're remote now and I don't get poked all the time. <laughs> but think how much we've changed in seven years. Joe, a, nothing has changed. Yeah, I was going to say, have changed. we? <laughs> what has changed between... 
<laughs> Nothing. Yeah, at least now so when we record, I get to sit at a desk that's like actual desk height rather than sort of chin height and sitting on a weird bar stool. I reckon uh, we've all so put on a decent 20 pounds. Oh, I'm, I'm much heavier. <laughs> much, much heavier. Oh, yeah, than I was for sure. Then. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Oh, dear. Yeah. But yeah, you know. Oh, well, there we are. Seven years. How how wonderful. Well, well, we wouldn't be doing that's any enough, of this. Uh, that's enough reminiscing. Yeah, enough reminiscing. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't be doing any of this without the help of our patrons. So I would like to welcome aboard our new Patreon supporters. So welcome to Ian. He he only used the name Ian. Um, uh, but actually, Ian did message us to, to say um, thank you, Jay, uh, for pointing out that Patreon actually supports via its own... RSS feed, meaning that you don't have to change your podcast app. You can use the same podcast app and simply um, port all of the new Guitar Nerds content across into it. So, um, so yes. So, so you was... are welcome, Ian. Well done. And we also have a <clears throat> herding movement has uh, has joined us. Um, That's <laughs> like a name out of Toast of London. <laughs> herding movement. Yeah, I didn't check it. It's probably another Patreon account. I haven't I haven't checked actually. It's probably like another profile account rather than a, a user, sort of in, in in that sense. Herding, herding. If that is your herding. real name, please do let us know because that is amazing. <laughs> Sid. Finley, welcome, Sid. That's uh, another name from Toast of London. What's going on? <laughs> and Christopher Sun, uh, as well, and uh, and and also to Scott Utting, uh, who has upgraded to the ten dollar tier. Welcome to the Patreon exclusive song, Scott. Thank you do, for joining us. Do you think we'll ever get to a point where? Do you think we will ever podcast for long enough that someone will become a Patreon a Patreon backer who wasn't born when when we started podcasting? What you I mean in so. one episode? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> I know we talked for a long time, but not that long. <laughs> no, no, I mean like I mean like, you know, will anyone become a Patreon backer? Like cuz I assume we haven't got any 7-year-old Patreon backers, you know, but uh you know, Maybe. I guess I guess that's that's a question. Uh, that's a question for the for the listeners instead. Is you know, if you've been listening for this period of time, or even if you, well, I mean, you know, even if you haven't, um, what's changed? What's changed? Have you had kids that have been born whilst you've been we've been podcasting? More importantly, have you made some children while listening to the podcast? Oh, no. <laughs> oh yeah. no! I think we I think we'd be a good assist. To, Excuse to me. Pardon. Oh, right. <laughs> it would be a good assist to to that sort of thing, you know. And well, you know, sometimes Joe just really needs to just just re-listen to the audio, and uh, you know, it goes out late at night, so he's got. You know, sometimes there's just no chance. Joe has made love whilst it listening ju- to the it podcast. Just has to we have it on really in the got it together, baby, didn't we? <laughs> we really got it together. Anyway, uh, we <laughs> we uh, we do need to announce the winner of our giveaway because. Um, a month ago, and for the last month, we've teamed up with Tate Effects, Marcus Deluxe Pedal Boards, Ashdown Amplification, Bright Onion Pedals, um, Gravity Picks, and Ernie Ball with all of their accessories to give you an, a, a load of stuff. Uh, available in this giveaway. So there was a pink Tate FX Antares. There's a, a relic pink Marcus Deluxe pedal board. Um, there's a load of accessories from Ernie Ball, cables, wristbands, strings, and Ernie Ball pint glass, uh, pink plectrums. We're also throwing in a load of Guitar Nerds Gravity 
plectrums. There's a Bright Onion Pedals Pink ABY switcher with a Guitar Nerds logo on it. And an Ashdown Rootmaster Single 15 bass cabinet in pink as well. All of that stuff is going to be won by one person. There have been nearly... 1500 entries into this giveaway so um so i <laughs> it's literally taken me the entire day um to look at all the instagram and facebook entries and great use of your time well oh, I know. Know. we can spend all day on that just to give away a load of stuff for free and cost us about 100 pounds in, in postage yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> retrospectively this was a terrible idea but i tell you <laughs> I tell you what it was. It was a good driver for all of our social channels, and uh, we'll stand by that as a, as a, as a good reason. Behind <laughs> Even it. Anyway. though it isn't true. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to spin the wheel, um, and uh, and you know I'll I'll need a a little drum roll from um, from uh, from you guys to to sort of you know to really add to the fanfare here. That's that's okay, what I'm looking on. for. <clears throat> Can you hear that? Yeah, I just maybe sort of like a like a baseball crowd. Okay, it's spinning. All right, it's spinning. Okay, it's slowing down. It's slowing down. It's slowing down. And it's stopped. It's there. Okay, we have a winner. Please be UK based. <laughs> well, actually, oh, matter. thanks so much, Joe. We, oh, <laughs> we don't mind. We don't mind where this is sending. Um, well done to uh, Rebecca Bai, who has won this. Rebecca, it looks like you entered on Facebook. So, uh, so well done to Rebecca Bai, who has won an awful lot of pink things. Congratulations! Oh, that's great. Oh, oh, that is a good, a good old giveaway there. Now, now. We also said we'd do a uh, another giveaway just to our Patreon backers because um, Stuart Tate of Tate Effects has very, very kindly, on top of offering up this custom pink Antares pedal, he has also um, offered up a limited edition Raise the Dead uh, fuzz with a proper germanium transistor, because that's what we want, uh, proper sort of vintage USSR-style fuzz, um so he's he's giving he's letting us give one of those away to one of our patrons so i've popped everyone's name every active patron um in into a, another spinning wheel so we're going to go right ahead and spin that wheel so guys i'm going to need another, you again another shepherd tone yeah i'm Ready? spinning the wheel now go oh and the wheel is slowing It has stopped, and the winner is Andy Ronane. Ronane. Well done, Andy. Well done, Andy. We'll Well contact you on Patreon to let you know, but you have won yourself a Tate Effects Raise the Dead limited edition germanium transistor fuzz pedal. A fantastic fuzz to raise the dead. Just a single control, which is all you need for a fuzz. And this one is wonderful and special and limited edition. Thanks very much to Stuart Tate of Tate Effects for for letting us uh, give one of those away to our... um, patrons our patreon supporters if you want to join us on patreon then you can do over on uh, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds um i i mentioned it last week and i put up a post on our, our social about it this week but um we're you know we have nearly 
Well, it's nearly 500. Is it nearly 500 or nearly four? I think it's nearly 500 episodes of various podcasts available to listen to on uh, on our Patreon website. So on our Patreon site. So uh, you know, if if you if you want to fill the time with additional guitar nerdery, everything from Matt and my uh, new series, the pedals that made us, through to the Branton Rantons. Um, gear of the decade all of the old podcasts are there all of the gear of the year series are there um also plus- the uh watch along we did for spinal tap <laughs> yes, me, that was years you, ago. me you and jay uh won i think it was for like it was like a christmas special or something wasn't it we uh we got hmm. together I at think your jay, old flat yeah jay had never seen spinal tap um so we sort of talked him through it and uh you can literally put the movie on which I think it's still on Netflix. I think I saw it the other day. Um, and have our commentary track, like a director's commentary, over the top. Yeah. We should do that again for something else. Yeah, there's no, a let's whole do it again of... for Spinal Tap. But, yeah, yeah let's just do it again for Spinal Tap 2. <laughs> secondary one. What, there actually was, was there a Spinal Tap 2? No, there wasn't was, a Spinal Tap A Mighty tap Wind? The Mighty was... Wind was Spinal yeah, Tap 2. The Mighty yeah. Wind, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I went to see that in the cinema. It was wonderful. I've never seen it. I didn't realise they had cinemas that. Don't worry. Yeah, I've never seen it. Is it any good? <laughs> It's very good. It's really good. Like some really wonderful um, uh, uh, sort of hats off to the uh, original, um, and 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 also just like uh, just cast wise, it was it was it was incredible. You had um, uh, uh, Catherine O'Hara, uh, who's uh, was one of the main characters in it. And if you know, do you remember her from? She was in. Um, uh, like Beetlejuice and uh, Home Alone, oh, and yeah. she's in yeah, she's yeah. in Shit's Creek, and and I think she she's absolutely one of the the funniest people I've ever seen. So she was one of the main characters in in uh, yeah, what, was it the Mighty Wind? A Mighty Wind, a Mighty Wind, yeah. And so it's not a direct sequel; it's just basically the same cast or similar same, it's cast same cast, all thing. different characters. Yeah, all these okay. different characters. Interesting. So, yeah, yeah, I'll uh, I'll check that out. That sounds good. Yeah, absolutely do. It was brilliant. Now, was, was Spinal to... Tap a SNL thing, or did it just come out of them no, doing it? No, I think it's just their own thing. But that you know, they've done other movies as well. They did Best in Show, which is the dog show one. Yeah, which is that's the one. same cast, but yeah, yeah, Maddie really likes that. Yeah, I love that film. So good. Uh, and Waiting for Guffman as well, which uh, is supposed to be amazing, but I've never seen it. Right, I see. Um, but good. yeah, we should do more of those commentaries. You know, if we don't do that, there's plenty of other guitar films that we could sit and watch. And if we can figure out a way to do it like remotely, maybe we should do some of that over the next few weeks. We could probably I'm do. Sure it. We can have a watch party. Yeah, yeah, we could probably we could probably do it over Discord, and yeah. then like other people could join in if they wanted to. I mean, yeah, yeah. we could figure out a way to do it. Yeah, yeah so all right, sure leave it with me. I'll have a think. So anyway, moving on to talk about some uh, actual guitar stuff. We'll start <laughs> off with you, Matt Knight, because um, uh, you got yourself a, a, a new um, switching device this week. Well, you know me, I always buy the gear of the years things. <laughs> you do. Um, <laughs> I do. I'm like the only one who, who, who constantly gets at least one thing from gear of the year Well, that's year. because all of my stuff gets outvoted and then I and then I don't like any of the things that win gear of the year <laughs> I don't think this actually won I don't think this came in the top three did it <clears throat> Matt just uh, just just say what it is and then I'll say my piece on this just okay <laughs> I bought an electroharmonics tri-parallel mixer a fantastic Go, product what a wonderful product hey eh, Jay Cross I actually I, I think I rated it quite highly on gear of the year I think I said it was a great product I just like I just like to say that once again history will prove me correct 
and you lot were all like, "Oh no, you can't have a you can't have a utility pedal as gear of the year." Rubbish, rubbish. Wicked pedal, really good value, looks cool, super usable. History will prove me correct, and the rest of you are all idiots. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's, that's my. Yeah, that's my I always thought it was a good thing, but is it? You know, my gear of the year, probably not. I'm just gonna say. Uh, I'm. I'm <laughs> just saying. History will pr- once again. Once again, after the great uh, MXR Isobrick Mini Swindle of 2018, or whenever we that call was. Call it a swindle. Once again, <laughs> I will be. History will look favourable. You know, I use that. Pedal, I use that power supply as my main power supply. Yeah, on my it's board bloody now. great. It, that's why. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Honestly. so anyway, so so I, I want to understand why and how you've bought a tri-parallel mixer, Matt, when you have an ES8 in your rig. Because the tri-parallel mixer is arguably the gear of the year. Um, <laughs> screw everything else. Um, definitely the best thing that's ever happened. So okay. um, I, I briefly mentioned it on last week's podcast. I was looking to do some sort of ambient stuff with a bunch of different pedals and i was like right i really want to everyone seems to be doing parallel mixing and i've got a boss ls2 that does parallel mixing and i've got a gig rig a wet box does a similar thing so basically for people who just need a bit of background if you run pedals normally you're running them in series so an overdrive would run into your delay and then the delay would run into the reverb and the sound spills over from one to the next when you run it in parallel you basically split the signal and they run on top of each other, so they never mix. So if you're running a delay and a reverb, you're not running the delays into the reverb. So I was like, that, you know, if you want to do like, um, you know, you've got like a loop going on the mood, and then you've got some delay stuff going on, you don't necessarily want it all like piling in on top of each other because you kind of get a kind of mushy sound at the end. So I was like, right, I want to do parallel mixing. Looked at absolutely everything, and I was like, nothing has everything that I kind of imagined I'd need. Then I was like, wait a second, I'm sure I remember Jay Cross talking about the tri-parallel mixer. (laughs) And I was like, I'll just check it out. And I was like, £108. I was like, this is just the best thing. So basically it is a... Yeah, but it didn't play guitar for the Mars Volta, did it? That's the the problem. It didn't for Joe. I actually actually said, I I was reading the manual. I remember saying on the podcast, I was on the gear of the year, I was reading the manual and I was like, actually, this product looks really good. I'm going to have to buy one at some point. (laughs) And there we go. I bought one. So it basically (laughs) allows you to run three pedals in parallel. Um, Each loop can run um, true bypass or trails, which is really good if you've got a delay pedal like... um, or any of the boss ones, some of the earlier boss ones, or some analog delay pedals that have got no delay trails. Um, I don't. Has Carbon Copy got trails? I can't remember. Uh, I don't I, think so. I'm, I'm almost sure. Yeah. It so if you got doesn't, Carbon, doesn't. yeah. So you got a Carbon Copy, and you're like, oh, but I love turning the feedback, up, but I want to, you know, have like some repeats when I turn it off, for example. So you could do that, and you could run it um, in a in a mode where basically you can only have one loop on at a time. So it actually works out as a great little pedal just to give trails to some true bypass pedals for example um and then you can mix in the send and return level so you can then run two delays for example but mix one louder than the other which is great there if you want to run the delay pedal mix at 100 percent wet and then blend in the dry signal because 
you've got the a dry mix on the parallel looper as well on the parallel mixer so what it's allowed me to do is run the mood a dd200 and a tonal recall all at the same time without them running it without the signal running into each other in like a cascading series fashion and the sound is incredible <laughs> like running delays i why i've never really done it before because you can yes joe you can do it on the es8 sort of you can run stuff in parallel but you've not got trails you've not got independent mix so what's great here is you can turn the repeats up on you know one delay have it almost oscillating but then use the mixer to dial that back and then mix in the feedback from a different pedal for example so it's actually like a loop switcher with a mixer built into it as well so it becomes really hands-on you can actually start you know kind of mixing in some you can actually start creating some really interesting textures just by using the tri-parallel mixer and it's not and, a lot of money either uh, honestly a hun- it was just over 100 quid um and i was just like yeah the, the feature set's great you know you've got true bypass or trails mode you can run up to three loops at once where you can run them they call it exclusive mode so you can run just one of the three loops um a master bypass so if you want to just turn everything off you can uh, Ooh, that's send- very handy i like that yeah so you can you can turn the p- you can set it up so loops individually will have trails mode, but if you double-click one of the buttons, the whole thing bypasses. Uh, so you can have loads of noise going, and you can you can uh, you can bypass the whole thing. Send and return level, which I thought was really handy. Um, so you know, then if you're getting into kind of you know reverbs or something, like I said, if you want to run the reverb pedal at 100% wet and then dr- blend in the dry signal from the uh, from the tri-parallel mixer phase so you can fix any phase issues um yeah it's just a really versatile utility pedal um for 100 quid i was just like yeah this is great and plugged it in and just like some of the sounds straight away not running a delay with loads of repeats into a reverb it just gives so much more yeah, clarity. clarity yeah um and then you can get little i was getting sort of like a little loop going on the dd200 and then one going on the mood and then blending between the two and then playing guitar over the top of it and i was like yeah this is yeah it's just a really interesting way to explore like guitar textures and guitar sounds but what's cool is you can start doing that with drives so you can run a fuzz and an overdrive in parallel and then you can start mixing how much of each one you want in your signal, for example. So you can then really start to kind of dial stuff in. So whether you most people would use it like live, because you could use it as a loop switcher. That's, you know, you definitely could. Um, but I think as a studio tool, I think it's really interesting, especially if you, you know, you're playing bass and you want to use a drive pedal and blend in a certain amount of dry signal um for example and go out into recording you can i thought that was or you can run three amps if you really wanted to you could run two guitars at once or you could run two synths at once and then use it as a mixer um so there's a there's a lot of um sort of versatility it's like having the everything to do with like a pa mixer but the fact that you can switch things in and out very uh, cool with foot pedals yeah so yeah this, it is, was, this is why 20 this is why this year's gear of last year category got got canned because i kept getting proved right and you lot were embarrassed by it it was a it was a corporate (laughs) cover-up that's what happened cut for time mate cut for time (laughs) (laughs) no i mean it sounds great matty it like it sounds exactly like 
the 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 kind of reasons that I wanted to give it a go. You know, being able to, as you say, blend in a really overdriven signal with a with your clean signal. Uh, and yeah, the idea that you can mix your delays and reverbs together without going, uh, you know, without them muddling, muddying the the pool uh, is is fun- muddy in the pool. You know that well known saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't muddy the pool. Um, don't don't muddy the pool. <laughs> Get thrown out for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't like that. That is not social distancing. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it sounds great. I uh, yeah, I'm really, I really want to, I really want to. I really want to have a go. Yeah, I just um I I did put a, I think I put a short video clip up in the uh, in the group, but I was just like I I mean both running series and parallel pedals, you know, both sound great and you know just running a delay into reverb is totally fine, but when you can actually like mix that in and you can run them to, at the same time but not into another one another, you're like you get so much more clarity for your guitar sound and it actually makes more like ambient stuff just sound much better rather than just like stacking like four delays on top of each other absolutely you can yeah it just everything gets too much you lose all definition when you when you do especially for ambient stuff yeah i can see this being a a a fantastic a fantastic tool for that sort of thing yeah Yeah, and then i was like well one of the loops you could run a random tone generator just into the return (laughs) and then i'm like you can then literally have it on all the time just when you want it just just bring it in bloody bring it in oh it's just you know it's opened up a whole new world (laughs) absolutely now this week um i've also i've been checking out the uh the nobels odr one uh bc and the odr mini which are the two Nobel Strives, which we've mentioned before. We've spoken a little bit about them before on the podcast. Um, Matt Knight, you're probably the most kind of aware of these, I guess. Yeah, do you know, I think we were going to talk about this on the podcast some time ago. And it's a pedal that's always been around, but I've never really known much about it. Like, I've always seen it and people have gone, oh, the no. I think it was like legendary within like the nashville session scene that's yeah absolutely uh, basically so the nobles website actually has some cool history about the odr one so um basically this guy started developing it i think in the early 90s on like some dealer visits um and then basically saw that people had there were a bunch of different things that that people wanted um, from an overdrive and all these dealers saying, oh, no, everyone wants this and everyone wants this. And he basically went back and basically designed this sort of this um, circuit that I think is like two different overdrives, like an EQ. And I don't think it ever took off. I think, you know, it went in a green case and everyone was like, oh, it's just a tube screamer copy. And I don't think it ever really like exploded in terms of like oh this is you know, the must-have pedal but kind of like the clon is now i think people have used it for years and years and years and ever, and it just seems to be a go-to for quite a lot of people but it's yeah. never really been like if you knew about thing. it you knew about it yeah it exactly necessarily but they've all they've always been the nobles pedals have always been relatively um inexpensive and i think the mini is like sixty nine pounds. Well, that's it. They they've actually they've updated the ODR one for two thousand and twenty four this year. So they've added. So it's now the ODR one BC because they've added inside 
um, a little base cut switch. Now, on the Nobel's ODR1, the battery compartment is accessible from the top of the pedal. So the switch is actually, they've managed to make that accessible by sort of shortening slightly the battery compartment so that you can get through to the PCB from the front, from the top of the pedal. And you can just about access this tiny little mini switch. Um, it says bass just below it. And then it allows you to have a bass cut because um, the ODR1 it, you know, it's a fantastic sounding drive, but it's so full spectrum because it, it sounds great on bass as well. Um, and obviously great for sort of telly players or single coil players. But if you're using an especially thick sounding sort of humbucking mahogany guitar, perhaps it might be a little bit overpowering. So that bass cut um, just kind of sorts that out. And now it's nine volt or 18 volt. So you've got like a ton of headroom. And the thing about the Nobel's ODR1 is because it's so, it's a transparent overdrive, but it can do an awful lot of things. Like it's it's a very, very versatile pedal. For a pedal with three controls, with just drive, level, and then spectrum, which is an incredibly dynamic tone control um, on the front. Um, yeah, so it, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, it's now capable of kind of a, an awful lot of clean headroom as well, which is super cool. And yeah, you you absolutely right. It's like a hundred pounds. It's like sixty, seventy quid, whatever for the for the mini, and um, the mini's also nine or eighteen volt as well, which is absolutely wait. Fantastic. So there, there's two versions of it now, is there? There's a, mm. a, a full size and a mini. Yeah, exactly. This episode of Guitar Nerds is brought to you by Shergold Guitars and their latest electric guitar, The Provocateur. Celebrated by Total Guitar Magazine as one of the most refined single cuts on the market with endlessly satisfying playability and a flawless set of tones. The Shergold Provocateur combines remarkable specification with a retro vibe for a unique and bona fide rock guitar. From the brand that once powered the likes of Joy Division and is now championed by modern guitar pioneers and so I watch you from afar and many others comes a fresh and exciting range of electric guitars designed by legendary British guitar luthier Patrick James Eggle and featuring a roasted mahogany neck and a solid mahogany body loaded with USA made Seymour Duncan pickups it's easy to see why Guitarist Magazine officially voted the provocateur one of the best electrics of 2019 you can find your nearest Shergold dealer at shergoldguitars.com. And if you're not in the UK, don't fear. Many UK-based Shergold dealers have super awesome international shipping options to guarantee your Shergold will make it to you in the most far-flung of places. Proudly stand out from the crowd and discover yours today at shergoldguitars.com. Shergold Guitars. Be your own original. A homage to the original Ernie Ball Music Man Sabre guitar of the late 70s. Ernie Ball engineers and design team have put a modern spin on the classic instrument for 2020. The Sabre guitar features an akume body, a carved maple top and custom Ernie Ball Music Man humbucking pickups, delivering lively, dynamic sound with a striking clarity and sustain. Aesthetically, the Sabre is equally compelling. It's book-matched premium top adorned with natural binding which elegantly highlights the raw beauty of the figured maple wood grain. 
This is a true player's guitar, offered in the Cobra, Bougie Burst, Honeysuckle and Blue Moonstone finish options. Visit music-man.com to learn more. That's music-man.com. Now, back to the show. I haven't seen the mini. That sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah. The mini's just exactly what you would expect. It's that. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That standard uh, mini chassis, same controls, oh, drive yeah. level and spectrum. But on the uh, on the spectrum control, they've put in one of those little clickable midpoints as well, which is yep. quite a nice little feature. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, available in both sizes now. But uh, it's an absolutely fantastic pet is fantastic pedal. The ODR one, the normal one, it's one of those pedals that looks like it's going to be a plastic chassis, but it is. It oh, is I thought like they a, were. I've never no, actually. No, seen, I've never held one in real life. I've seen them, but I've never held one. No, it's um, a proper sort of full metal chassis. Oh, it actually looks great lovely. Film. Like, great film. Like, <laughs> love it. <laughs> Yes, yes, wonderful. Uh, it's actually kind of uh, surprisingly sort of attention to detail built up close, you know. Yeah, um, it looks like one of those sort of 80s plastic pedals at a distance, but um, it's really good. I've been really, really impressed with it. I love it. I think it's a fantastic sounding driver. All I ever want from a driver is like a little bit. I don't like drives that do tons. I just want that little bit of clonny sort of warming up valviness and... Yeah. Uh, this does that fantastically, so I am, um, I am never giving these back. They're, <laughs> <laughs> they're really good. Um, Matt Knight, um, yes, it is. It is your turn this week in the final episode of uh, of the Guitar Nerds mini quiz. Yes, and I uh, I watched um, because I thought I was going to get some Rolling Stones questions. I watched the Guitar Nerds video on the guitars of. Um, Keith Richards, and um, subsequently forgot everything about it. Um, so well, yes, I'm yes. expecting zero in um, 
in the following questions rounds. Well, we, we will have to see. Now, you don't actually get to choose your rounds because the other guys obviously did that for you. So you have to answer one round on Retro Twangers and two rounds on the Rolling Stones. Right. Um, so we're going to have to see how well you do. Mark Packham is leading the pack at the moment. Um, with a whopping four points, Jay Cross just behind him with three. What was it? Four points uh, out of nine questions. Out of nine questions, yes. Nine or eight? <laughs> was it eight questions? It, nine questions. Oh, nine brilliant! Questions. Great. Yeah. So, yeah. I, Matt, I Matty, a... every literally everyone is rooting for you. Everyone, <laughs> everyone is root. Everyone in the world except Mark is rooting for you now. <laughs> but this will be the second quiz that I've won this week. <laughs> That's the real okay. quiz. Okay, so well, here we go. Win, did you win your family quiz? Yeah, we did a family quiz where the questions range. We had to bring a round each, and the questions ranged from like uh, one of my family members is like incredibly well read, and there was questions about like you know historical monuments and stuff like that. And then my mum just comes in with you know, bear in mind that it was it was April. Um, my mum came in with, yeah, my round is um, guess the missing lyric from this Christmas song. <laughs> <laughs> no idea why just thought that would be appropriate and then she sang them with the lyric missing and it was uh, it was weird wow that, that sounds strange <laughs> but I won the quiz so whatever that's yeah that's super weird <laughs> I'll ask her about that later because she didn't oh, tell me that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there it is there. wonderful anyway Matthew Knight um, so um, I'll, I'll give you this choice Matt you, would you like to answer roll, uh, one of your two Rolling Stones rounds first or would you like yeah, to let's, answer let's the go, Retro let's, Twangers let's go Rolling Stones Retro Twangers do, yeah, and Rolling retro Stones Retro Twangers okay. Sandwich Okay, yeah. a retro Twangers sandwich it is here we go Matthew Knight <clears throat> question one in the Rolling Stones questions what was Keith Richards first Rolling Stones guitar played throughout 1962 it was a... Oh, God. I can picture the guitar in my mind. Uh, it was some sort of hollow body. I want to say it was a harmony, but I can't remember the model. Oh, well, you have got the brand right, Matt. It was a Harmony Meteor H70. That's my yeah, favourite um, piece. I think that's, I think that's. I think that's worth two points, personally. Yeah, yeah, because you know I watched the video as well, yeah, so I should exactly. get point exactly. all the way to the end, so we get that sweet revenue. I just, I don't, I don't feel I can quite give it to you. I'll think about giving. I you think half it's. A point. I think it's two points that one. Okay. Okay, okay. Well, we'll, we'll give that one some thought. Question I hate two. This. Question two, Matthew Knight. <laughs> 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 Question two: um, What finish? Excuse me. <clears throat> what finish was Keith Richards' '59 Les Paul Standard known as? Not what was it? What was it known as? Or what is it known oh. as? Oh. Again, I watched the video, paid attention, then went to sleep and forgot it all. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say. Believer burst. <laughs> you think it's good? Believer burst. That's Believer the only burst. That's the okay. only burst I could think of. Unfortunately, Matt, it was known as Keith burst, and that is. I was going to say Keith burst, and I was like, <laughs> "Who calls their guitar? Who went? I'm going to call it Keith burst." <laughs> like it's okay. Call it something much more fun than that. <laughs> I'm not sure he named it. I think Gibson probably referred yeah, to it I as that like, in their rear shoes. Know, anyway, like breakfast burst or something. <laughs> <laughs> that was always, that was always the finish. I, I wanted to do a custom order, Les Paul, that was called Breakfast Burst, and was like a, a 
um, the colour palette of a full English breakfast or egg burst. Egg burst, you know. definitely egg burst. <laughs> Brat burst, burst and have it sausage coloured. Brat burst. <laughs> Brat burst. <laughs> That's a t-shirt. Joe, I've been thinking we need to do some more t-shirts and we say something every week that could be a new t-shirt design. So please. All right, I'll go on it. I'll do some t-shirts t-shirt. this week. I promise. I promise. I'm so going to stop writing them down. Okay. Okay. Matt, can you save yourself? Funny. Can you save yourself, Matt, from scoring zero in this first round? No. Question three. <laughs> What wood alternative instrument was Keith responsible for popularising during the early 70s? Oh, um, he played the Dan Armstrong guitars, which were Lucite? That is absolutely correct. You have saved yourself. He did. He was one of the first people to play a Dan Armstrong. There's even a famous video of him showing Jimi Hendrix um, his... Lucite Dan Armstrong. In fact, they're mostly just chatting and using the Dan Ar- the back of the Dan Armstrong to rest their beers on. But nonetheless, no. <laughs> Jimmy Hendrix does marking. at one point. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so you want a retro twangers sandwich. So we're going to move on to your retro twangers round. Question one: Are you ready, Matt? Yes. That's correct. One point. Yes. Okay. Question one. What was the single pickup guitar that was included in the famous Silvertone amp in case? What was the name of it? Yes. Now, there were obviously several guitars in amp in case options, but one of them, only one of them had a single pickup in the middle of the body. What was the name or number in the case of of Silvertone? I I, I, no idea. Absolutely. I wouldn't even know where to guess. I'm going to go with Keith first. <laughs> <laughs> it was the 1448. You would know that from watching um, any of the Guitarnas YouTube. I, prob- I probably did. I've just forgotten already. Yeah. Well, it's 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 an absolute. I love the 1448. It's incredibly cool. It's their sort of double cutaway um, model, but the 1448 had. I can't, it was like it had 18 frets, um, and it was it was it was a completely hollow body, but you know, with a Masonite top on it and um, just with a single pickup in the middle. So would have weighed absolutely nothing, capable of just one sound. Just an incredibly cool guitar. Absolutely terrible guitar tones until someone recorded with it in about 1999. Was, oh, it's the <laughs> yeah. best thing ever. And now they're like three grand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would, I'd love to be able to get one, but they are very expensive these days. Question two. What are the controls on a Dan Electro DC-59? This is some sort of trick question. Um, DC 59. I'm going to go with volume and bass. (laughs) And I'm just going to go volume tone. I don't know, but I'm sure it's a trick question. Okay, so you don't think they've got any pickup selectors on there or anything like that? No. Okay. I can't even picture that. That's not what you asked. Well, okay, fine. The controls are are concentric anyway on a uh, on a DC fifty nine. So it's volume, volume, tone, tone. Not always true. They They weren't on my one. Yeah. Well, they certainly are on the current model. So. uh, so I think I think that's worth. Question me. I think that's worth a point. No, it's. uh, I'm afraid not. I'm afraid not. Um, Okay. Question three. What is the name of the current model Dan Electro short scale bass? 
I'm going to go with the Longhorn. That is correct. <laughs> no, once again, saving yourself. I was going to say Shorthorn, and then I was like, that's probably not a thing, is it? <laughs> well, the GC59 base is known as the Shorthorn commonly, but yes, the Longhorn is the short, incredibly short scale, in fact. 29 and three quarter, or 29 and a half inches, I think not it is. Not short enough for me. Very, very short, like less than, you know, the Gibson standard 30.5. So, yeah, incredibly short. Uh, wow. you know, your strings aren't going to be Probably very short. at the Longhorn. Yes, absolutely. Anyway, are you ready for your last round? Your final yes. round. You've got round three of the Rolling Stones. You've scored two points so far, putting you a point behind Jay Cross, two points behind Mark Packham. To win, you have to get full points in this round about the Rolling Stones. To draw right, with okay. Mark, to draw with Mark, you have to get two points, and to draw with Jay, you need one point. Okay. Okay. Come on, oh, here we so go. You know what to do. Take a dive. <laughs> Take a dive. <laughs> <laughs> what am I? Famous footballer, Mister. Go, go on. Name name one. David name Seaman. <laughs> Did you say David Seaman? <laughs> we have to qu- uh, clarify that David Seaman has not taken a dive. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Lineker. Oh, Gary Lineker. Good. So you've yeah okay. You haven't known the footballer who's played football in about fifteen years. No, I can only think of the crisp flavors. Yeah. Wait, David Seaman didn't have a crisp flavor, mate. (laughs) He had the best (laughs) non-crisp. I don't know if I can say the joke, but maybe I should. Probably for the best, man. Probably, probably, for the best. probably not okay. for the uh, not f- for some of the uh, audience on this one. <laughs> okay. Oh, right. Well, well, we might just won, didn't we? Well, we're going to find out. We are going to find out because he's got three questions with which to make his mark. Um, okay. Question one: Who gifted Keith Richards? His famous Telecaster, known as Macorba, gifted to him on his 27th birthday. Who was it that gave him that guitar on his 27th Mm, birthday? I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with... Eric Clapton. That is correct. That is absolutely correct. Oh, (laughs) Oh, things are heating up. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. You've got two questions. You've got to get both of these right. What is the name of Keith Richards' famous Sunburst Telecaster? Not Micawber, which is obviously Butterscotch. What is the name of his Sunburst Telecaster? Is it... Is it something dice? I want to say it's like... Risky dice. I, I know it sounds weird, but that was definitely something in your video. And I remember there was a guitar that had dice in the name, and there was a dice sticker on it at one point. That's correct. Unfortunately, the, as in that's correct about the video. Unfortunately, no. The the dice guitar was his Les Paul Junior. Uh, I tried to give you an inflection in the name just to 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 help you out here, but he his Sunburst Telecaster was known as Sunny. Uh, um, again, boring name. That's like calling a hamster hammy. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my mate 
as a kid had a hamster called Hammy and uh, it had a heart attack in the night and died because it was having a bad dream. <laughs> oh, no. That's, That's awful. Why would you tell us that? You ruined my day. <laughs> how do they know it was? How do they know it was having a bad dream? Did they do yeah. an autopsy or something? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, like bad dream. This one. Yeah, the cat got in. Yeah, ha- yeah. hamster hospital sorted him right out. <laughs> okay, Matt, you can't beat Mark Packham, but you can draw with him. Join him. Okay. So let's see if you can do it. <clears throat> Hammy, are you ready? R.I.P. Hammy. Matt. Matt, I need your focus. I need your focus here, Matt. That's the next T-shirt. Yeah. I'm writing it down. I'm writing all of these down. Okay, Matt, are you ready? <clears throat> what aluminium guitar brand made the signature Keith Richards five-string guitar? Oh, man. I don't think I even watched the end of the video. If I'm in I didn't include this in the video. <laughs> all right. Um... It's worth a, worth a stab brand. in the dark, this one, Matty. Aluminium guitar brand. Well, I can only think of one. But I have... There is another brand from around their sort of time. No, I'm just going to go with Electrical Guitar Company because it's the only one I could think. Unfortunately, it was Travis Bean, uh, the predecessor to Electrical Guitar Company. I was going to say I was going to say Vox because I remember at one point we had one of those crazy Vox guitars come into GAC that was like an it was a Vox that was made of aluminium, but it had an organ built into it as well. <laughs> um, Wait, that sounds incredible. That's just and the, I was like, the Vox organ guitar. Yeah, the Vox organ guitar. Um, and someone was like, can you repair this? And the the guy repairing at the time was like, no. <laughs> I think because it had an individual wire for each fret and each string. Yeah. What? It, yeah, it has that. Exactly. That's how it uh, makes the organ sound. So it's a, basically a synth that is triggers a note when you push a string down on a fret, and then each fret is basically wired into the sort of brain part of the guitar um so yeah that's how it knows what note you're playing i think um the story goes that they built like five of them or something oh they know they eventually made 400 gave one to john lennon and he was like this is terrible and then apparently <laughs> so, so, someone found out and then they never really sold any um so yeah well well there you go well mark packham Yes. Congratulations. Because oh, yes. once again, we are crowning you the victor of the guitar nerds. The victor melder of the guitar nerds. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> with, a whopping, RIP, Harry. with a whopping four out of a possible nine points, you have thwarted. Joe, do you ever, do you ever like stop and think that maybe the quizzes you make are too hard? Yeah, I thought I was making them really easy. I've got to be honest. Like every single was the every number single of this silver tone guitar that none of us have ever seen every and single was discontinued answer. in 1961. True, but every single answer was from a Guitar Nerds YouTube video. Well, I think that says more about us than you. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Anyway, that, that concludes our three-part mini-quiz that we've been running to decipher who was the nerdiest of all nerds. And it was Mark Packham, so well done, Mark. Of course. We're, uh, we're going to move on now, and uh, we are... Oh, no, we're not going to move on now. Before we move on... Oh, uh, I, I, sorry, I... I I'm constantly seeing updates on on our 
note our, our documents for for this. But no, I do want to talk about this. Jay Cross. Um, let's uh, let's talk about the shadows. Yeah. So I don't know if you saw it this week, but uh, on BBC Four, I think it was. I think it was a new documentary celebrating the 60th anniversary, maybe. Not sure. Um, there was a documentary on the shadows that was really, really interesting. And I I mean, I didn't really know that much about them, to be honest with you. I mean, I knew that they were uh, Cliff Richards back in band to begin with, and then they went off and sort of did their own thing. Uh, obviously I know about Hank Marvin, but I didn't really realize that the kind of core members of the group had been together for, for such a long time. I mean, uh, Brian Welch was, went to, who is the, um, the other guitar player in the shadows went to school with Hank Marvin. They, they, they went to school together and, uh, up in Newcastle and they were in a, they were in a band that, uh, entered like a skiffle, uh, a, the UK skiffle band, Battle of the Bands, I guess, whatever that was called back then. And they came down to London. They didn't win, but they just stayed in London. They found, they just found a Geordie who would put up a couple of sixteen-year-olds, uh, and uh, they stayed with they stayed with them for a while and and sort of tried to become a band. And the story is is really really interesting. And uh, they've got. Quotes from, uh, you know, interviews from a bunch of people. Cliff Richards really heavily involved. Um, and it's, it's really good. It's, it's a really, really well worth a watch um, documentary. It's only an hour long. There's some super nerdy bits in there. Uh, like there's a really good bit where someone uh, in Australia, which is where Hank Marvin lives, comes over and speaks to him about his guitar. And uh, it's a conversation that we have all had a million times in the guitar shop. And it's nice to know that Hank Marvin himself gets those questions. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I just I really recommend it. I thought it was, I thought it was super interesting and um, and well worth well worth a watch. And what was really cool is uh, Brian Welch, as I say, the uh, the rhythm guitar player of the um, of the Shadows. He still has the guitar. He still got uh, the Fiesta Red Strat. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It was going to be it, worth so wow. much money. Oh yeah, I mean, you just can't put. I, I mean, how can you put a price on it? It's just that's going to be I, one I, of the, I, that will be one of the most expensive guitars ever sold. Oh, no, without a doubt. Yeah. I just want to know what guitar will eventually overtake the David Gilmore Strat. Is is that guitar more famous? How much? How much did that go for? Four point five million. I don't see. I don't think it's more famous, but I think to the the thing is, is that the the David Gilmore Strat kind of surpasses being just a guitar because it's David Gilmore's. And so people who are into Pink Floyd as a band, yeah. as opposed to the gear that Pink Floyd use, would be into that. Hank Marvin Strat, you know, it, as we've said a million times on the podcast, we're not, I'm not spoiling anything here. The, they are pretty sure it was the first Strat to ever make it into the UK. Yeah, yeah, so the, the cultural significance of that to, you know, the about seven or eight people who will ever care um, oh, I think is enormous. Is, but you've got but, to think of the knock-on effect of that because, you know, you see that happening and then, like, basically that kind of whole thing. Like, you forget the shadows were, like, slightly before people like the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, um, totally, and totally. Like the knock-on effect of that, like, proper, you know, electrified rock and roll being in the UK, that was, like, 
the catalyst for all of the stuff that came out of the UK. Completely, completely. And, you know, they, they do touch on that and they, they say how, you know, they, they have interviews with um, like Pete Townsend saying that, um, that the shadows were an enormous influence on them. Um, and and then they, they talk about when they first heard the Beatles and they were like, wow, this is this is something really different. And same with the Rolling Stones and, you know, music kind of just catapulted and changed so quickly that they kind of got left behind a little bit. Yeah. Um, and um, but but all that said, I don't know that that makes that guitar necessarily worth more than David Gilmore's Black Strap because the, um, it's just the it's thing just so iconic. The thing I think might kind of hinder that being so much more, you know, being more money. And I hate to say it is that like the people that are really into the shadows are like careful knocking on a bit now careful Um, careful mark you're about to say something uncouth no i'm not what i'm what i'm trying to say is because they were that bit earlier yeah you know they i mean when when would they start when did they start being cliffs back in that 1958 i think yeah yeah i was was gonna say the opposite just because i think that you know people hey i think people who like the shadows really like the shadows i think they've got some real sort of hardcore fans even to now and i actually think that's absolutely the age demographic of people who are going to have that sort of money to splurge on something what i'm trying to get across joe is that not all of those people might still be with us that's the uh without getting too morbid i I think i think i I kind of feel like yeah they're they're either you know at an age where perhaps that you know buying a very expensive guitar is not something that's on the radar anymore or you know it's it's uh, moved on kind of past that stage but um yeah i think i I think it's very that guitar is very um historically historically significant um will it go for more than the gilmore Uh, i'm not sure it would yeah that's that's the thing but um yeah really 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 interesting really good documentary i would um strongly recommend watching it if you get a chance the i tell you that the the biggest shock for me and maybe this is a spoiler but but it's not because it's just a bit of real life um brian welch um did you know he, he was engaged to olivia newton john really I how about that, that? Yeah, yeah. that's incredible but uh am, yeah I'm, so. So I'm, I'm just on the shadows wikipedia right now so like obviously you know i knew that they were cliff's backing band and that was what 58 to 68 i think yeah, I, th- like I think it's yeah. I, th- I think they maybe st- they started doing their own stuff a little bit earlier than that. Uh, no, the the first Shadows album on its own is nineteen sixty one. So yeah, yeah, they um, were yeah, yeah, yeah. That's post. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they didn't split off. They continued to be his backing band. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's yes, yes. You're right. You're right. Um, what I want to hear is like an album from you know what does like. Uh, life in the jungle from 1982 sound like <laughs> well so again they kind of touch on that in the uh they kind of touch on that in the documentary and they say how um basically like they really struggled towards the end of the 60s and through the 70s because uh people weren't interested in that sort of music and then you know late 70s um john peel kind of comes around he's like listen to be honest with you i still really like the shadows it's just not very cool to say it and um and then they're like no maybe we'll give it another go and they just have this enormous resurgence because of the nostalgia kick because all of a sudden the people that were into them 20 years ago they're not driven by well i can't listen to the shadows anymore because the beatles and the rolling stones and the beach boys are you know doing all this cool stuff they people 
they had a second wind. I guess and, that um, was the, and so probably I the reckon first that time. record probably sounds the same as Apache. <laughs> it kind of um, it kind of plays out actually in like I'm just looking at the chart positions for their albums. So the first two both got to number one, and then as the '60s goes on, it sort of dwindles to the point where an album in 1967 doesn't chart by the looks yeah. of things. Wow. Then, um, wow. Then the album Rockin' with Curly Leads in 1973 uh, gets to number 45 in the chart. Um, but then, yeah, they have a real resurgence in yeah. 1979. So, uh, String of Hits, which I guess is a greatest hits album. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was. No. I think... It... No, it's not. It's them covering recent hit singles. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, but that went to number one. Um, they did... There's a there's a great cover of Don't Cry For Me, Argentina. And yeah. it's, it's just... It's just exactly what you expected. So yeah, they they had a bit more of a run in the mid seventies, like you're saying, and then uh, they had an album in 1990 that got to number five in the album charts. Wow, how about that? Yeah, I mean, one thing that I I really didn't appreciate is uh, this this thing from the the Wikipedia page. The Shadows are the fourth most successful band in the UK singles chart, and that is excluding. Cliff Richard, who's number three. So actually, they're probably like four and also three and a half. Like the only <laughs> the only artists who've sold more than them are Elvis Presley and the Beatles. That's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. They're a very cool band. Big deal. Really big deal. So, and you know, you think about it, those, those uh, big selling records came out what, 60 years ago. I mean, all of those, you know, Elvis, the Beatles, Cliff Richard in the shadows. I mean, it shows you kind of where music buying has gone over the the preceding half century. Um, it's crazy. I never learned the shadows riff. That's the really? one thing I never oh, you did. Oh, no, come, come, you've, you've come on, everyone should go and wait and do it. Everyone, bow, bow, listeners, bow, bow, listeners, bow, bow, this, is, this bow, is your chance. Bow. I'm giving you the green light. Post me your shadows riffs on the, on the Guitar Nerds Facebook forum. Um, I, I want to see some. I really like the shadows. I want to see some more shadows riffs going on. I tell you what, my absolute favourite bit of the entire uh, documentary was when they showed a clip of the shadows uh, playing on Top of the Pops in the late seventies or the early eighties, and uh, Hank Marvin's there with a Gertcher badge with a Chaz and Dave pin, <laughs> yes. right front and center on his jacket. It looks wicked. And actually, right after watching that, I went on eBay and I found that original Gertcher pin from 1979. And wow. uh, and I've got it on its way to me now. I'm very jealous. <laughs> Incredibly jealous. Excellent. Well 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 done, Jay Cross. Anyway, we were gonna do some uh we we're gonna do some news because there were some very exciting things that I wanted to talk about. We certainly said we were going to talk about some news, but I'm afraid that's in fact it. We've run out of time on uh, on this week's episode. Should of we the do a news special podcast. next week? We, so maybe we no, will. We maybe, can't commit to this because we. Why say don't we do a question special well, and then never air it? Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we will. So next week we're actually announcing a brand new giveaway, which I'll give you details on next week. Um, and we will do a new special because there's some really exciting things. So uh, so we will, yeah, we will do that. Um, we'll do that then. But yes, this is a uh, this is the end of our free episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. You can of course go over onto our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Guitar Nerds to enjoy. An extra episode every single week. Don't uh, don't commit to too much. <laughs> you can listen to, you know. Well, yes, you you can support us on Patreon anyway. From e- from just 
as little as a dollar a month. A dollar a month um, will get you this episode and free and early. Uh, $5 a month will get you that again and access to all of our other series, uh, all of our mini-series and the, the current Patreon special series that Matt and I are doing, The Pedals That Made Us. And at the $10 tier, uh, you can become an executive producer and enjoy all those benefits, plus the prestigious honour of having your name featured in our podcast song, sung at the end of each episode. You can follow us on all the major social platforms with at Guitar Nerds and join us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds Forum. Thanks very much for tuning in. Oh, we'll be back next week with more of this guitar nerdery. Farewell. R.I.P. Hammy. Rest- oh, you got in there before. <laughs> <laughs> Why is the hamster a thing? R.I.P. So I should go do something else. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.